I am the sort of person that, you know, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt when I meet them for the first time, when I hear about them for the first time. And even though I've been hearing, I'm hearing for the first time, when I meet them for the first time, I'm hearing negative stuff about them. Um, you know, I like to give them, the, give them, the, them the benefit of the doubt because I like to have all the full facts in front of me first before I can pass judgment on the sort of character they have, on the sort of personality that they have. Now, Joshua Fabia, this interview that he's done, um, with the um, podcast, the podcast. I think her name was Summer Helen. Now, I, I will just quickly say this first, and I was saying in my past episodes that um, I had invited him onto the show, uh, onto my podcast, even though it's a small channel, really small podcast, small channel, tr- trying to grow as best as I can. And I reached out to him to ask him uh, to hear his side of the story about everything that had been happening, especially now he's been he's cut ties with um, Diego Sanchez. And he got he replied. I was surprised he got back to me. He said, uh, "Well, you know what? Um, yeah, we could do that." And uh, he said, "He'll think about it." I call, I text him again uh, next two days. He said, "Sorry, can't do it this time." And then he does this interview, in which in which you know he just trashes and slags uh, slags off a slang some media in the UK. He basically shits all over Diego Sanchez. And you know, for me, the this podcast was more or less. A confirmation of the sorts of um, character this guy has, you know, um, from the information I've gathered, all the homework I've been digging, digging the researching, all the stuff that I've been doing, you know, the people I've been speaking to, the conversations that I've had, you know, the interview, the, the, the podcast he did, just in these 30 minutes that he had with these two people, I think her, the, her name was Summer Helen, I can't remember the other guy, Jared something, I can't remember his name, it, but he's a fighter, he's a mixed martial arts fighter. Um, it's um, it really did confirm to me that um, this guy really is what everybody says he is. He's just a, a you know a weasel. He's a scumbag. He's a cult leader. He's he's almost like the modern day version of Charles Manson, uh, the cult le- the cult leader from the the late nineteen sixties in the um, United States. You know they who uh, mur- who murdered that famous actress back in nineteen sixty nine, but uh you know not to get too bogged down in something else, but this interview really i mean in i mean when i listened to it when I, I had to listen to it so many times just to make sure i understood everything that this guy was saying in that interview because he was just saying so much stuff and he really wasn't answering any of the interview any of the host's questions at all anything about the only fans anything about he wasn't answering any pro- giving any proper answers to questions about the only fans and i think the first or second question that they i think what really triggered people's concerns and how this whole thing came about really what well, at this point anyway was the video that was posted uh, just about several weeks ago now uh, with um, Joshua Fabi hitting Diego Sanchez while Diego Sanchez is being suspended upside down and Diego Sanchez is repeatedly being struck in the head and being kicked in the head and the sort of um, answer this guy gave in the interview was basically for body or something hardening of the body to get your body used to excuse me to get everybody used to being um struck in the in the uh in the octagon whilst you're fighting excuse me um and they even said they use examples such as conor mcgregor who is known for um, doing very very bizarre um exercising exercises excuse me exercises for um that sort of that sort of thing body hardening uh for a fight um uh, but even conor mcgregor did at the time this video was posted even he um, called out um, um, Diego Sanchez and Joshua, Joshua Fabian and said, 
this is complete nonsense what the fuck are you doing you need to fire that rat Diego 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 Sanchez you need to get rid of that guy he's no good he's no damn good for you at all Um, so you know the reason why I say that this interview for me confirms the sort of um, the sort of person this this, this Joshua Fabi guy is is because when Diego Sanchez released a statement a few days before the interview which is now sometime last week it's now Tuesday morning here in the UK excuse me he actually didn't say anything negative about um, uh, Joshua Fabia nothing negative at all all he said was um, you know he said in a statement I've um, cut ties with um, Joshua Fabia and I think the only reason he gave although he said he's still going to give another reason another statement at a later date but he said in that statement basically I've had to do a lot of reflecting you know looking in the mirror just just really a lot of inward looking um, at myself and uh, basically just having to make some changes having to make some well what I say tough decisions and of course one of those decisions ultimately from from just by judging um, the situation what recently happened uh, was uh, the fact that he's now cut ties with um, Joshua Fabio but he said that he, he no in that statement he he didn't say anything negative about Joshua Fabio he said actually you know he praised Joshua Fabio for some of the positive positive things he had done for him in the two years they spent together um him being um Fabio's student and Diego being um Fabio's um him being Fabio's student and Fabio being his manager a manager coach and social media manager whatever he said that you know in the time i spent with this guy he's done quite a few positive things things for me but apart from that we didn't hear anything negative from diego sanchez um about joshua fabio nothing negative whatsoever however in the next few days well basically the the day after more or less that's what it felt like a day after joshua fabio immediately jumps onto a podcast on uh i think i don't think they have a youtube channel so i'm not sure the name of the podcast i think it's called behind the scene or something like that one of the hosts her name is and she sounded from her accent she sounded australian or from uh new zealand but her, one of the host names was um summer helen and i think the other guy who was the male in the the other male in the, it, the the male host his name was jared and i think she at one point referred to him as a mixed martial arts fighter when they're talking about the medical records of diego sanchez um basically um so the point i'm making about the interview is that um all it was is that you didn't hear anything positive um from fabia um, about sanchez at all so for me it does confirm that basically it confirms what everybody was thinking what everybody was suspecting um i was kind of thinking along the same lines as well but i was still kind of clinging on to on to some hope that there will be there will be an explanation for all of this all of this craziness uh, there'll be an explanation for all this madness that we're seeing in on youtube on instagram on twitter and any other place whether it's social or mainstream media there'll be an explanation for all of this but that wasn't the case at all the explanation that came basically was more or less a confirmation and well it was more or less a confirmate confirmation and some sort of reinstating statement that everything that everybody had been suspecting even those who were very close to Diego very close to him but who had been cut off because he had basically cut everybody off including his family members because 
well, I can't confirm it, but due to um, his association with Joshua Fabia, uh, you know, it, it confirmed that this guy was taking advantage of Diego Sanchez. And I think, yes, um, Diego Sanchez did actually say that, that um, at, you know, at some point, he did, make, he did say this, I may be wrong, he said that he, um, what did he realise? No, he did say that um, Joshua Fabi had been taking advantage of him. He didn't realise that that's what had been going on the whole time. And as understandably, yeah, I can understand why he didn't um, uh, see that. Uh, because there's so much brainwashing going on. You know, just you see the sorts of things that he had been made to do, which had no relevance and basically wasn't helping his, uh, his career, his mixed martial arts career at all. Uh, his performance in the cage had gone downhill. Um, he was losing fights and his last fight that he should have fought with um, Donald Cerrone well he didn't fight get to fight that fight at all because uh, he had already been cancelled before the fight could even take place because there was a phone call that happened between Diego Sanchez Joshua Fabia and Hunter Campbell um, of the UFC who is the UFC's legal one of the UFC's lawyers um, and in the phone call well, I'm just kind of repeating information that people know already, but in that phone call, I mean, everybody uh, more or less knows what happened. Um, they were demanding um, Diego Sanchez's health records. And in the interview that um, Joshua Fabio had with the behind-the-scenes guys, um, they pointed out to him, look, why would you be requesting um, Diego Sanchez's health uh, or medical records? If, you know, that's something that the fighters should be requesting themselves if they need to request it in, in the first place. You know, you shouldn't be... That's something that really sh- it's su- such sensitive information that that really is only for them and for their doctors to request for for the, them and their doctors to, doctors to handle. Um, so you know, and that of course, um, because they understood that um, that's probably the main reason as to why um, he uh, the UFC more or less released Diego Sanchez from the um, fighting organization. Um, you know, they thought that well, not thought, but it was speculated that they're going to get those medical records to to sue uh, the UFC, at least um, Joshua Fabio was, he was trying to build a case to sue the UFC. So, you know, um, I was really surprised by that interview. I mean, I wanted to have him on the podcast. I asked him, um, and I've got the text right here even. No, I... Just approved the two people. Yeah. Let's give myself a bonus. Yeah, you may not see this because not too bright for the camera. No, but um, I reached out to Diego Sanchez um, a few days ago and asked him to come to my show. Um, he replied, said um, I, he said he'll think about it. I reached out to him again in just the next two days and he came back and said not at this time. And probably he refused because he had already done that podcast. And um, it really did... Um, um, a lot of people did advise me that actually it would have been a bad idea to have him on the podcast on on my show because he's such a controversial figure despite the views it might um, get from my channel and despite the the internet traffic it would send towards my channel still he's such a contra- controversial figure and after seeing how he responded how he performed in this interview with the behind the scenes guys I probably think it was a blessing in disguise because the guy couldn't answer a single question he tried to make the whole try to make the whole situation between him and Diego Sanchez about him he basically threw Diego Sanchez um, Sanchez beneath the bus 
and basically you know just slag the guy off just and was bring up all his um personal issues like he was um some something to do with sexual abuse was going on in his personal life or had happened in the past drug abuse um steroid use he said that there was um that diego sanchez used steroid um steroids during high school when he was wrestling um talked about his uh married married life and uh, not married life but issues he was that he had with his um now going on in his marriage and um, i think his marriage probably um, fell apart because of the issues he was, he was having uh, with fighting the cte and stuff and probably um they had an issue in the marriage probably around the same time that diego sanchez um, crossed paths with um, joshua fabia so um it's really telling this interview and it seems to be such a hot topic now that um, many people are really you know concerned so angered that you know this guy came into diego sanchez's life and kind of you know just even though yeah he's what around the time that diego sanchez and joshua fabio met it crossed paths diego sanchez would, would have been about 38 39 would have just been about crossing over the threshold of retirement and um you know even though fine he was coming to the end of his mixed martial arts career you know it could have ended in a much 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 more amicable way than this because this looks like everything's just been thrown down the flush down the toilet you know instead of being known for his legacy from being such a good and entertaining fighter a good-hearted fighter who does who you know clearly had some issues with the cte so i just had to increase again in my interface there who clearly had some mental you know brain issues with cte because of all the shots and all of the physical abuse he's taken whilst he's been, been performing and can be competing as a mixed martial arts fighter so you know obviously those things are, are, are some things you've got to take into account as well but but you know he's such a respect such a respected um figure in the sports of mixed martial arts especially in the ufc uh so he's been fighting since 2005 uh, such a long time now about 15 to 16 17 years such a long time he, he's even been i think no, i think i should know but i think he's been inducted into the ufc hall of fame it, it feels so bad because this situation with Diego with um, Joshua Fabi now is going to be it's going to be what he's going to be remembered for now not necessarily the um, the amazing fights he's put on for people to um, to watch um, it's just so sad it's really really sad but uh, you know for the fact that he has been um, that he's now um, cut ties with with Joshua Fabia and I'm sure he's seen the i'm sure he would have seen the interview he would have listened to the interview and he would have be been be able to piece together the bits of the puzzle for himself and and gradually understand that this guy was abusing him uh when i say abuse was taking advantage of him was using him and um yeah you know um whatever um joshua fabia uh, probably wanted out of the relationship between himself and um diego sanchez it probably didn't, didn't successfully work out um, because <laughs> looking at what happened Diego Sanchez um, was gradually losing um, his fights towards the end well to leading up to the time that he was going to be released um, from the UFC and um, he, he was paid his fight money fine but he was cut from the UFC and my own opinion of the whole situation one of my other opinions anyway let me put it, um, put it that way is that um probably joshua fabi wanted to latch onto diego sanchez's fame and fortune and probably build you know use that to take advantage of that and probably um kind of gradually bring the limelight onto himself 
onto onto himself and onto his so-called school of self school of self awareness which is very ironic because when you listen to this guy when you i'm going to say it now you know as i said before i like to give people the benefit of the doubt but i think my patience with this um joshua fabia has just worn completely out completely out it's gone it's worn thin past thin even you know um he seems to be the least self-aware person whenever you're talking to him when whatever interview you see him in on youtube or wherever you know whether it's an interview or a video on youtube or podcast whatever it is you know he'll be ranting there for about um 50 or 60 minutes and you'll see that he's actually kind of <laughs> turned the whole conversation the whole topic or situation whatever it is it's all about him um he wants to be the uh, person in the room who has everybody's attention and, and, and you know for what a lot of the things he he says even a lot of the things he said in that interview didn't make complete didn't make complete sense at all um you know when he was asked certain questions about let's say um what i can think of now the the uh, was i very know of this yeah the um of the only fans he really couldn't give a proper definitive answer as into why he was why he was had why he had something uh, so, so why he had something like that in the first place um i think he he said to the um what well, the answer he gave anyway was uh, he said to the host that um that today in this day and age even in mixed martial arts and sports this is how you sell athletes this is how you sell fighters and the the host i think she was sensible enough to see through that and said listen i've been in this business in this game for such a long time for about 10 or 15 years i've worked in so many projects worked with, worked with paramount worked with this media company with that film company works with guardians of the galaxy i have never sold or tried to promote any other um, fighter athlete or actor actress or whoever in this manner it's just it's it's sexually exploiting them and that's what it is i mean one of the quotes was you know you like that tight little butt and quite a few you know that diego um not diego sanchez um joshua fabia had uh, basically these clips of i think when he was training um when he was in training or sparring with um sparring with um diego sanchez i think what had happened is that he had set up he secretly set up a recording of them uh, just sparring and training together and um probably when uh, he had um when he was training with um uh, diego sanchez uh, diego's probably wearing just his shorts or boxers and you know probably looks a certain way and post probably saved secretly secretly recorded that it, the image and the video and uh saved it kept it and i'm sure he did this without um diego sanchez's um consent and probably kept that aside to start an only fans page and from what I've learned, from what I can see, he was actually charging people to actually see uh, what it was, uh, to see the video. So um, definitely there was some sexual exploitation, some very inappropriate stuff that was going on there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just gives you an insight and get this interview is just proper, uh, for me, it's proper confirmation what this guy's really about. Um, he's not, he's a fraud basically. I mean, school of self-awareness, it looks when you look at all the online content um associated to this guy and to his business this um, yeah called the school of self-awareness i mean there's lots of red flags there uh, uh, he says how he fell into um i can't remember what it was now it's a physiotherapy or healing he fell into it at about the age of nine when his grandfather had a stroke and he was made kind of he 
became responsible for his grandfather's uh, recovery and overall well-being and health and um it, it kind of just didn't make sense because a lot of the stuff he has on there about him being in the military and military and him knowing about how to survive in the world outside of if you if you're stranded out anything like that you're just learning how to survive um using other things apart from modern day techniques or modern day tools whatever it is he is certified in doing those sorts of things but you don't see any evidence of that of that of any of those certifications or certificates on his on his business page on his instagram page on any other online content that he has and posted on that he doesn't back any of these things up with any proof um and he's even confirmed and he's even said that a lot of what he does has nothing to do with mixed martial arts so it does kind of beg the question why he wants wanted to take diego sanchez um on his wing under his wing in the first place you know um he, he more or less got diego sanchez fired from his <laughs> from his workplace from the ufc so that's obviously a big red flag that this guy didn't even know what he was didn't even know um, what he was doing and i think even before well, i can even say before that because when he became when he became associated and became friends with Diego Sanchez Diego Sanchez's performance within the octagon he was still competing was going downhill even though fine he was approaching the age of retirement that most fighters retire you know um, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to lose fights at that that age you can still win fights but you can clearly see that his performance wasn't wasn't good so um, obviously if, if the fighter's performance isn't good if the student isn't performing then you're going to look to the coach, you know, what's because what you're being trained in your craft isn't as good as it should be. So you're going to look to the to the one place whereby you should whereby you should be taught the necessary skill necessary skills to uh, do your best when you're competing to make sure your craft is as good as it should be. Um, so, and I heard some of the quotes that that he some of the bits of advice he gave to Diego Sanchez when he fought one of his. Uh, most recent fights before he was cut from the UFC um, I can't remember what it was but it was basically nothing that a good coach would tell their student or tell the um, tell their fighter that they're coaching to compete within a fighting organisation especially one um, a standard such as that of the UFC so um, uh, I think even before um, Diego Sanchez was cut from the um, UFC uh, the telltale signs were the, the red flags were there um, you know um, it, it was just Joshua Fabius' behavior was just completely weird. Every interview that uh, every interview that they were both going to have with the ho- with the host or whoever, um, Joshua Fabius always liked to st- steal the limelight, always liked to be the center of attention, make the whole thing and be about him. He'd be ranting on for the whole probably for the whole um, length of the, sh- of the show of the episode, for the whole fifty or sixty minutes. Any other interaction they have with anybody uh, within the UFC, such as the interaction they had um back at is it UFC two fifty three or so um with um the broadcasting of Paul Felder and John Anik uh in that um in that in I can't remember what it was but it was with uh, a meeting that Diego Sanchez was having with the broadcast team and um just without warning um Joshua Farber just burst in there and um was kind of kind of like acting like he was um almost like Diego Sanchez's lawyer like he was speaking for Diego Sanchez <laughs> can see uh diego just standing there um almost like minding his own business that's letting this person speak for him and um 
met a lot of the guys there, even there and then, they weren't really going to have any of it. Paul Felder said, who the fuck are who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you talking about? I didn't sign up for your lecture. And the other lady that I can't remember what her name was, but she's also a significant figure. She said, look, this isn't about you. This is about Diego Sanchez. You know, you can fuck off. Uh, because that's... God, if, if I was in her shoes or in Paul Felder's shoes, I'd feel the same way because they don't know who you are you're not relevant to this conversation you're not relevant to this person's to who, the person that we're speaking to so um i don't think this is going to be the last we're going to hear of this matter i don't think it's gonna, this is going to be the last we're going to hear of the situation no um no i don't think so i don't think that's um okay Diego Sanchez is going to make a statement. As far as you know, that's what he said. Um, the last time that he kind of um, confirmed that he's going to be cutting ties with Joshua Fabio, he said he's going to be making another statement to probably give further detail as to, detail as to what's happened. Um, on the other side with Joshua Fabio, I don't think he's going to um, probably let this lie. Um, he likes the attention. Even though, I th- even though it's negative attention, even though it's negative press, um, I'm sure he's going to still want to speak up to stay in the limelight. Um, to, 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 uh, you know, so even though, yeah, oh, I was going to say, even though this last podcast and interview that he did, it didn't make him look good whatsoever at all. Um, but I think he's still going to um, probably run with that still because he still likes the attention. You know, he still likes to be in the limelight. He still excuse me he still likes all eyes to be on him and his school of self-awareness so you know it'll be interesting to see how it plays out I'll definitely be keeping a close on the situation because um, I want to see um, eventually this guy uh, will come across paths with someone who um, will probably make life very difficult for him and probably will not be entertaining any of the nonsense that he's been putting out there Um, yeah about Diego Sanchez and the stuff stuff that he's been saying uh, about the UFC and about Dana White as well, which the stuff he said about Dana White was completely irrelevant to this situation. Though you find the UFC are notorious for how they treat their fighters, but still in this situation, you know, they, the UFC did look after them, Diego Sancho. They still paid him his whole purse for the fight that he had with, uh, he, that he should have had with Donald Cerrone. I think it was $211,000 that they paid him. They paid him the whole purse, so they made sure that he was okay before they finally cut ties with him. But I think the reason why Joshua Fabia has um, been fired by Diego Sanchez, even though uh, Joshua Fabia did say in that interview that he was the one who dismissed um, Diego Sanchez, um, I'm sure the opposite, the reverse, obviously, is the case. Um, the reason why they cut ties, I think, is because the UFC um, probably are, are working on the projects with Diego Sanchez, and they probably only agreed to work with Diego Sanchez if Diego cut Joshua um, Fabia out of the picture. So potentially that could be the case. I don't know. So um, it'd be again, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So the other bit I want to talk about is the potential fight that could happen between GSP and Oscar De La Hoya. Um, so. I'd like to see this fight happen for two reasons. It'll be an interesting matchup between Oscar de, Oscar de la Hoya, who is someone who, surprisingly, I up until recently, who I should 
haven't known who he is um, I didn't know much too, too much about him he's um, a really successful successful boxer so who has won a lot of fights many many fights um, so of course he needs no introduction many people watching this podcast if you're interested in mixed martial arts and um, combat sports like I am you know who he is of course and of course it's GSP who I know um, a lot more about honestly I do know far more about him so basically the point that I'm trying to make here is that the fight potentially potentially that could happen between the boxing match that could potentially happen between them has been blocked by Dana White and um, the reason why it's been blocked by Dana White is almost like someone who no I'm not going to go I'm not going to give that analogy but it's been blocked by Dana White because well GSP GSP's contracts with the UFC hasn't fully or um, officially expired yet um, even though he has retired he's turned he's recently turned 40 um, 40 years old but he doesn't um, compete in the UFC he doesn't compete in mixed martial arts anymore but his contracts as far as I can tell uh, judging by this situation is still alive so um, I think Dana White's blocking this fight because if more than likely I think he believes that GSP will lose and that um, Oscar De La Hoya will win I mean look at what happened between Jake Paul Jake Paul and Ben Askren <laughs> Jake Paul I, I hate saying that name I just hate saying that name I don't think there's any difference between the words uh, the meaning of the word clown and the, the word Jake Paul or the name Jake Paul so, um, so yeah. So Dana White is concerned that if GSP, GSP, if George Saint Pierre loses this fight in between himself and Oscar De La Hoya, then it um, will dent um, GSP's um, legacy in mixed martial arts, and also it will hurt the legacy of the UFC because GSP is um, considered to be one of the greatest mixed martial arts fighters of all time, and yeah, he is. <laughs> Um, so they're concerned and they're concerned that if that does happen then the UFC lose a lot of money and clearly they don't have they don't have uh, one of the best fighters in the world of mixed martial arts anyway on the planet they do not have one of the best they don't host one of the best fights one of the they don't host the best fighting events you know they don't host most entertaining fighting events and to be honest they don't the UFC at least for now they don't host I don't think I don't agree that they host the best or I don't, I don't agree that they host the most entertaining fighting events um at the moment um quite a few of their fight cards have been dull even the main cards have been dull um one of the for me personally speaking for myself one of the most wow facts of fights that I've seen um, recently have been coming from outside of the UFC. Bellator won championship PFL. We just recently, I just recently saw that fight between is it Ferreira and uh, is it Wordham at PFL? PFL uh, is it three or so? I can't remember. But it was just about four nights ago. It was uh, a crazy, crazy fight. How they started, how they finished. It was just, it was, it was just fucking mad. Um, so. And when I see those things, it's testimony. It's testament that the UFC do not have the best fighters, and they do not necessarily host. They do not necessarily have the best fighters, and they do not necessarily host the best fighting events. You know, they don't. Um, and when, every time I see, every time I see um, that outside of the UFC, I'm always reminded of that, which is a fact because there's no way that they can host the best human beings, um, who, the best fighters, basically, the best um, fighting events, and on top of that. 
Of course, they are notorious for how badly they pay their fighters. For an organization that has the biggest mono- monopoly, the biggest share of the um, mixed martial arts market when it comes to pay-per-views and you know um, the buying of tickets and how big the events are when they host them. <sighs> so I'm saying so much. So um, yes, yeah, understandable why Dana White would want would not want this fight to happen, but. GSP seems to want this fight to happen. Oscar De La Hoya <laughs> has made no secret that he wants this fight to happen. He wants this fight to happen just as much as GSP does. He probably wants it more to happen. He probably wants this fight to happen more than any, you know, out of the three of them. He wants the fight to happen the most. Uh, and Dana White is thinking um, strictly from a business standpoint of view. He doesn't care too much about. Um, GSP, GSP's um, legacy is such he more or less is concerned about the company's legacy which is understandable uh, he's a businessman he, you know when it comes to business a business exists to make a profit so uh, you're a business first for anything else so that's understandable um, so you, me personally I'd like to see I would love to see that fight you know be an interesting fight and if GSP, GSP if George St. Pierre loses the fight I've got nothing against George St. Pierre I love him he's a, he's a great guy um, great personality very humble guy um, and he's done so well in mixed martial arts he really has um, Oscar De La Hoya is another guy who he's also quite likeable as well I have no problem with him um, there's nothing about him that I don't like if George St. Pierre loses this fight and again I have nothing against him but if he loses this fight yes it will change things um, a lot for the UFC and I can see why Dana White is so desperate almost that this fight doesn't happen even though I say desperate but the fight can't happen because more or less on paper he owns George St. Pierre so the fight um, won't really happen but even now I think the um, boxing promoter Triller they are are harassing more or less and they are hounding um, Dana White they are blowing up his phone begging him to let the fight happen to um, allow give George St. Pierre permission to participate in this fight because you know again the fight could go the other way Oscar De La Hoya could lose and um, yeah so the US would keep their legacy GSP would keep his legacy as well uh, so yeah there's always there's also that possibility as well so um, yeah I think Another point to make is that um, George St. Pierre, his wrestling is, wrestling is great, but I think his stand-up is no match for the um, boxing and striking capability that Oscar De La Hoya possesses. So that's also something that um, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that um, Dana White and they, Dana White and um, Oscar De La Hoya don't like each other. Um, that's uh, nothing. Um, Uncommon. It's a known fact. They've had they've they've had issues before in the past, and um, it's um, basically I'm sure it's also one of the reasons why Dana White is not allowing this fight to happen. He wants to feel that he has that power over Oscar De La Hoya as some sort of revenge. Um, but yeah, but if it, if it happened, I'd be glad for it to happen. And if Oscar De La Hoya wins, uh, great. It would make some big changes in the world of mixed martial arts, especially for a company like the UFC. They'd be knocked off that top pedestal of being the number one fighting organization in the mixed martial arts world. And you see some big, big changes coming. Um, but again, the fight could go the other way. GSP could win. And um, yeah, so that's also another another possibility. So, guys, I'm going to wrap this up here. Um, 
well, I think I said it without get said uh, quite much. Said a lot without getting too tongue twisted or tongue tied, um, without my mouth getting too dry. But if you like this podcast, guys, please don't forget to leave a like. Um, don't forget to to sub- <laughs> don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share my content if you liked it. Please share only if you want to. Subscribe only if you want to. But please do subscribe. It really helps me if you do that and helps my channel and podcast grow. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, you can listen to my content, my podcast on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, and on Google Podcasts. And you can catch me on Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, my name is IcoJarko1. On Facebook and Twitter, my name is IcoJarko. Thanks again, guys. Okay, look, there's some just one last um point I like to make. Points that I like to make. Um, I'm not well not. In the interview with jo- Joshua Fabia and the um the behind the scenes guys, he did say that um and it's just a question I want to put out there to the audience. Do any of you he said in the interview, if I ask my ask my question, he said that Joshua Fabia when he was passing the UFC in the two years that he was coaching him um, coaching him before um Diego Sanchez was cut. He said that um, Diego Sanchez was told was made to throw fights, you know, just and deliberately lose. Now, for something like mixed martial arts fighting, whereby you make weight, you got to train and keep to a strict diet. You got to train extensively, excessively. You know, practice your jiu-jitsu, your wrestling, your striking, um, kickboxing, everything you've got to make sure conditioning is good you know just make sure you're, you're in top shape and f- to perform and to compete and to win and then you go into the octagon you take all that abuse you take all the strikes to the head those punches to the head punches to the head um those leg kicks those brutal leg kicks those calf kicks you know the the guillotines the, the just all sorts of abuse all sorts of attacks coming from your opponent do you really think someone who's has who's going to be put through that even through everything leading up to that fight then the fight itself in front of all the in front of all those people an audience not just within the venue even though now within the middle of the pandemic a lot of these um events are done behind well done in, in empty venues and still you know a lot of people are watching outside of the venue on their phones tvs wherever at home but a lot a lot of eyes on the sport are, a lot of people are watching the competition that you're participating in right now do you really think someone in that situation would actually throw the, throw the fight? And then think of all the abuse you've taken. You know, find money's involved but at the same time. You're trying to make build a legacy for yourself. You know, you're gonna eventually. For most people, they get married, have children. You know, and they wanna you know show their children this is what they did. And you know, if the, if you were a card son or daughter, you can achieve this as well. Look, I did it. I should be an example to you. I should be a role model to you. Do you really think that Diego Sanchez through fights was told was made to throw fights while he was um while he was competing in the UFC whilst he was training under Joshua Fabi while he was while he had whilst he had Joshua Fabi as his as his coach? Do you really believe that that was the case? Because that's what Joshua Fabi said in the interview. I personally don't think it was. I th- think he um, that he was made to throw fights. I th- think it was just a lot of bullshit that Joshua Fabi was saying just to add you know m- more salt to the wounds and just you know tarnish Diego Sanchez even more but I mean do you believe that he was not just want to put that question out there for me it seems very very you know unlikely but I just thought I made that extra point guys but thanks again